0: This episode of Cut the Foreplay is proudly brought to you by Showmax. If you want to binge on your HBOs, your ABCs, your BBCs, your Nickelodeon, Nick Jr., Super Sport, Boomerang, or Cartoon Network, girl, what are you waiting for? Just clickety-clack-clack and make it happen. Hello? No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Welcome to another episode of uh, Cut the Foreplay, my name is Nadia Favre, I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away, uh, today, 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 Wee. 2020 has been an absolute ride, and I sent this uh, to my sister earlier, it is a tweet and a piece of art and the most important question ever, it says, quote, I'm sorry if this is a dumb question, but what's happening? (laughs) I have to ask myself that question every day, multiple times a day, every month, during this whole (laughs) f***ing year. I had a different episode planned. I want to talk about these really sweet things, but the week was taking such weird bends and turns that I was like, am I in the (laughs) f***ing twilight zone? So I thought, yep, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about situations that just make you go, excuse me, what? The fuck." (sighs) <sighs> I don't know if I'm in the headspace to talk about anything else, so let's fucking <laughs> dive in, shall we? Before we begin, I want to put this out there. We're definitely not in the reboot of The Twilight Zone. We're in the 90s version with all the bad lighting and the shit thick jeans. The ones that make you look like Tim Allen from Home Improvement right away. Also, there's a really strange situation about the oldest kid in Home Improvement where he made a statement on social media about getting divorced, but then just had copy-pasted it from another celebrity and it was really fu- Weird, but we're gonna talk about that on another day because I'm too emotionally depleted to get into people's romantic drama. So let's just reel it in and talk about some real fucked up shit. Here we go. (gasps) That was... I should have taken a breath there. <laughs> Last week, a judge sentenced a West Virginia woman to 40 years in prison after she pleaded guilty to killing her boyfriend back in 2019 with the assistance from her biological father, which I know is already <laughs> fucked up, but the reason that the father assisted her is because they wanted to get married, and spoiler alert, they <laughs> fucking did. <laughs> Why is this happening? Amanda Michelle Naylor McClure. Yes, I had to say her full, very white name because, I mean, when you do something this funny people need to know. 31 years old was sentenced Thursday for her role in the February 2019 murder of John Thomas McGuire. Had to look it up, but I can definitely guarantee with my journalistic abilities that I found out that he's not related to Lizzie. Amanda and John were both living in Minnesota at the time. John's dismembered body was discovered September 24th, 2019 in a shallow grave in Sky Gusty, West Virginia. Let's take a second here. I didn't know that a place called Sky Gusty ever existed, and I cannot believe that in my life, this woman would kill her significant other with her dad so she can marry her dad and then just dig a cheeky shallow grave like bitch why don't you go all out or can you not use your arm muscles anymore because you're busy like off your pops wow wow, wow. that didn't that one just flew out of me i'm sorry nadia come on sorry <clears throat> okay mm. wow Now, Mandy, no relation to Moore, pleaded guilty to secondary murder back in July, a month before her sex offender father, Larry Paul McClure, 55, was sentenced to life without mercy for John's killing. Okay, it makes complete sense that her dad is the sex offender because he probably abused her and that's how she got there in the first place. I was here being like, damn, this is some free will. She's just like, I don't want another man. I want to sip margaritas with my dad, you know, and play footsie with him (laughs) under the table at the family bar barbecue. I mean, that is just my speculation, but usually where there's smoke, there's fire. But I'm gonna treat her like she's a fucking villain, because there is no room for sympathy here. I'm just giving you hardcore facts. Now, uh, Larry, a Kentucky man, was living in West Virginia after being released from prison, where he served time for sex offense charges. Larry's the pop-pop. Amanda was estranged from her father. She was raised by her adoptive parents. The pair later became involved in an incestuous relationship and married in Virginia nearly a month after the murder. Now, during last week's hearing, Amanda McClure, a.k.a. Mandy, said McGuire, a.k.a. John, was killed because, quote, was with me. My dad didn't want anyone else near me. Unquote. Uh, A T-Rex of discomfort. Ah! I wanted to go away. She told the court McGuire was killed not long after telling Larry he was in love with Amanda and wanted to marry her. I wish I could bring John back. He was a good man. <laughs> not as good as your daddy, apparently. What the what? According to reports, Larry drove to Indiana with Amanda's sister. Oh my God, it's a family affair. Isn't that a Mary J. Blige song? And ladies, when I wanna get back while just go back. No, that's Hit him Up style. Wait, what? Hold on, I gotta look this up. Yes, that's what it is. Come on, everybody, you don't know. Because Mary J is on the spot tonight. And then she says, hateration, holleration. Don't even know what that means, but I'm fucking vibing. Also, fun fact for you. Did you know that Mary J Blige dated the guy from uh, Umbrella Academy, aka Nathan from uh, Misfits? Woo-wee. First of all, he's a little snack. I think we could braid our curly hair together and become these sexy conjoint twins and I'm really here for whatever that roleplay is. Sign me up if you know him personally, send him this voice note. Mary J is in the spot tonight, I'ma make you feel all right. Jesus, I even forgot what we are talking about. Oh, yes, the incest. Oh, (laughs) a family affair. According to reports, Larry drove uh, to Indiana with Amanda's sister, Anna, to pick her up and John. The four traveled to Sky Gusty, where they all lived for 10 days. But Larry confessed to hitting Maguire in the head, Maguire is John, Uh, with a bottle of wine that Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, it was on the day. Wow, 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 wee wow. Talk about like basic bitch anger because Valentine's Day is a love day and you're gonna be like, I gotta take my lover back. But also... So outside of the box, this it's your dad. So there's it's a lot of things that are happening right now. He was tied up and injected with liquid methamphetamine. Can I say that? Am I okay? Methamphetamine. There we go, Nadia. And later strangled with a garbage bag. Larry had previously testified John was tortured over two days before he died. The body was buried and then dug up six days later, obviously because of the shallow grave because she wanted to jack her dad off more. Then she had the muscle to continue to do other things. So John's... <laughs> Just, just a cheeky. Uh, I'm gesturing, but you can't see it. Just, you know. All I keep on picturing is them at graduation, and they hug and embrace, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's saying something sweet in her ear, like congratulations or I'm so proud of you." When in reality, he's like, "Wait till you see my dick, a hey, bitch. I'ma beat that pussy Woo! I'm having such a good time with this incestuous story, and it's very alarming. Judge Ed Cornish, and no, no relation to Abby Cornish, a very wonderful Australian actress that was in the movie Sucker Punch, if you haven't watched it. It's one of my favorite femme fatale movies. Dive in. It's really (laughs) fucked up, has a purgatory feel, also has the lady from Haunting of Hill House. Vanessa Hudgens is in it for some reason. Nobody really knows why. And then other people and stuff are also in it. So you're welcome. I'm a professional with this advice. Cornish, Cornish, Cornish. Judge Ed Cornish called the killing, quote, a heinous crime that lasted for two days. I mean, he isn't clearly very articulate because that's how I would describe most of my hangovers. And said Amanda was attempting to place all the blame for McGuire's death on her father. Quote, Mr. Cornish said, I don't think you're taking full responsibility for killing John. You're blaming it on your father. After killing John, you dug him up later. When you all dug him up, his body was dismembered and stakes of some kind were were driven through his body. Then you reburied him. There was no reason for this. I hope and pray you will learn and change when you (laughs) do- Oh yeah, absolutes. Mandy's gonna go to prison for a while and come out reformed, and she's not gonna wanna be a sausage wallet for her own father. Good one, Cornish. I hope and pray you will learn and change, and when you do get out, you will be a different person, he said. Stupid bloody fucking, does that even make sense? She needs psychological help. (laughs) Bloody f-ing. <laughs> I have to be a mad uncle as soon as I get upset. The time you will serve is not an adequate amount of time for the pain you have caused. But apparently that's what you've given her, so I don't understand where you're coming from. Jeez, Cornish. I mean, I didn't mean... T- I That was a lot. That was a lot. Whatever was happening was just a lot for me. They're at her grandma's funeral. The dad hugs her again and everyone's like, oh my god, so sweet, consoling your daughter. But he's really whispering, One titty appetite every nipple get a bite. Good. <laughs> I wish I could marry myself. We have stepped out of one purgatory and right into another because this next one, God, we're gonna need counseling. I should have put like a trigger warning at the beginning. Everything that I'm gonna say is really (laughs) fucked up and it's shit that's truly happened to other human beings and is currently happening and will continue to happen, probably even at a higher rate because everyone's very isolated and very alone with their own thoughts and people are moving mad in the streets, to quote my co-host who says that all the time. They're moving mad. A woman claims she was forced to shoot dead her lover and then decapitate him after her angry husband discovered their affair. I mean, this one is definitely less <laughs> fucked up because there's no incest, but wait for it. Let, let's just get through the story first. Brittany Barron told police she was beaten into submission by her husband, Armando, who made her lure her boyfriend to his eventual death. Also, shout out to you, Brittany, for having both a boyfriend and a husband. <laughs> Hashtag goals, am I right? Mr. Barron allegedly ordered his wife to get Jonathan Amaralt to Annette State Park in the U.S. state of New Hampshire. Once there, he allegedly made Miss Barron and shoot her lover. According to local media, she refused, but soon slit Mr. Emerald's wrists at the insistence of her husband. Holy moly. I mean, like, I don't understand the anger here. If I'm like vibing with someone and they're like, you know, also want to shtup someone else, I'd be like, put your hands together, baby. Let's have a party. (sighs) Jealousy is a green-eyed monster. And Mandy, the father dumpster, knows all about it. He then allegedly took the gun and shot Mr. Emerald twice in the chest. This is also another John, by the way. The the second victim is called Jonathan. So he allegedly took the gun and shot Jonathan twice in the chest and once in the head. It is alleged that Mr. Barron then ordered his wife to drive John's body to a nearby camping spot while he, in a separate car, stopped by to get tarps, lighter fluid, household cleaner, and a shovel. And maybe just a packet of Haribo. You know, who knows what he was craving at the time. At the campsite, Brittany, aka Brit Brit was ordered by her husband, Baron, uh, to cut off her lover's head and to bury it separately from the body. I mean, so casual. Yeah, bruv. Just chop this dude's head and then just put it over there in a hole. And I know all of it's pretty fucked up, but this is the part that tickles me right in the hemorrhoids. It says, but she was soon found when locals called the police to report illegal camping in the area. It was full on probably a Karen that was like, oh my god, yes, and then blammo solved a fucking murder. (laughs) On arrival, police found John's car and his body wrapped in tarp. Mrs. Barron was arrested at the scene. Now, her husband was picked up soon after and charged with capital murder and assault for the alleged beating of his wife, Brit Brit, uh, pleaded not guilty to three counts of falsifying evidence. Her lawyer says she was forced into committing the crimes by her husband with her black eyes clearly visible in the police mugshot. I don't know why, but I clicked on the mugshot and now I feel really sad for Brit. (sighs) I saw a tweet that said, put the whole world in a bag of rice right now because we're all malfunctioning and honey, isn't that the truth? Shout out to both Showmax and my vibrator because they've both been holding it down for me during this isolating period. (laughs) I I was totally kidding, asking for a friend. What? Who said that? So if you don't know much about my Booting show, I'll just explain it to you. It's a streaming platform that has uh, Nickelodeon and BBC and HBO and all the good, raw, witty, wonderful content in terms of TV shows, documentaries, movies. And now they've added another element to it where it's live sports, uh, music and live news. It's spectacular, and I highly suggest you jump on it. I am always overwhelmed with choices, I'm always enthused, and it's a wonderful addition to me laying horizontal on my couch in my underwear, so sorry for that visual. This is not a review, but just a suggestion. I watched uh, Colette the other day, and if you don't know what uh, this movie is about, first of all, if you don't like Kira Knightley, you'll hate this movie, and if you do like Kira Knightley and you like nice things generally, you will f- love this movie. Colette was wonderful. You know when you're kind of watching TV and you're like, huh, okay, I'll click on something and then you're absolutely engaged? That's what it was. After moving to Paris, author Colette agrees to ghostwrite a semi-autobiographical novel for her husband. Its success soon inspires her to fight for creative ownership and overcome the societal constraints of the early 20th century. And it sounds like it would be heavy. It's absolutely not. She loves to, like, party, get mangled, fuck bitches, get money, and then her husband's just getting in the way. It is a true femme fatale period piece. It's all the things that I enjoy. I also have to say that Kira Knightley with her weekly thin wrist malnourished Victorian child vibe is perfectly fitting for a period piece, and I stand this. If you do enjoy Colette, then uh, watch Big Eyes with Amy Adams. It's exactly the same kind of premise, but it takes place... For- Century later. So in conclusion, Showmax and I are both here to reiterate in different artistic ways that men are out there being trash unprovoked for eternity. <laughs> So I think I should have called this uh, episode something other than the Twilight Zone because the first two stories were my big fear in terms of like, that's probably how I'm gonna die. It's gonna be a scorned lover that's gonna murder me and I have come to terms with that. Now this next part is how I wish I would die. And let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story. Yeah, I heard that over enunciating white girl vibe. Don't worry, I caught it, I caught it. 83-year-old Albert Simpson and his 80-year-old wife, Thelma, were found dead in their residence on Sunday along with a neighbor and a long time. Friend, 86 year old Jebediah Jones. All three elders were found naked on their bed, and high qualities of erectile dysfunction drugs were found on a nearby nightstand, suggesting they died during sexual intercourse. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm very surprised every time I picked these stories because they're outrageous, but I'm still, like, so shocked. According to Brunswick Police Department spokesman Lieutenant Robert Miles, video evidence found on the site shows that the three elders had been involved in a sexual marathon for 72 hours before they suffered from heart problems. I am... You know what? Fucking A. They did it. They did it right. Just the three of them. Imagine? Let's. You know, that's how she knows she picked the right person. He's like, hey, can I invite my friend Bob? And I'm like, yeah, Bob seems like a good time. Bob was a good time till the moment he died. I love you, Bob. His name is not actually Bob. It's Jebediah. Ow. I knocked my head in the booth again. Quote, We found several hours of video recordings showing all three victims involved in sexual intercourse during the days before they died. It also shows both men ingesting large quantities of erectile dysfunction drugs. We found hundreds of similar videos in the couple's house. showing they were used to this kind of intense sexual marathon. The evidence suggests they pushed a little bit too far this time for their age and condition, but we'll have to wait for the autopsy to be sure. Yeah, this guy's doing the autopsy like 50 hours later and one of the dudes is still sporting wood and they're like, huh, I wonder how they died. So obviously this story took place in America and I thought that the best way to, you know, go about things is for me to give you the stats on people dying while f***ing in America. Also, because when I throw in the stats, it means that I'm not making light of a situation that's pretty fucked up. Death is f- sad, but the fact that they died euphoric, not too sad, you know, like... Several thousand Americans die every year during sexual activity, most commonly of heart problems caused by excessive physical effort. Erectile drug overdoses have also become more common over the last few years, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. In 2017, less than 11,000 deadly overdoses associated with erectile dysfunction drugs were reported across the United States of America, while more than 23,000 were reported in 2018 and almost 39,000 in 2019. That was a hard one to say. According to the HHS, more than percent of these deaths implicated contraband or counterfeit drugs rather than legitimately prescribed ones. So don't pop too many pills, your pee-pee gon' make you die, is what I'm trying to say. Is that like the professional thing, I think, to say me as a general practitioner working doktari? Can't believe I've been talking about old people dying and exchanging fluids and 69ing for the last few minutes. Where has my life taken me? Since this episode is about absolute absurdity, it's very obvious that I have to add in my uh, least covered feature but one of my favorites it's Stupid Criminals I really have to get a sound for that so until then I'm gonna put a silence there and you can picture whatever song you want let this serve as an ode as to why I never consume fast food because people that eat fast food are fuck. <laughs> Nuts, man. Some psycho in a semi-truck showed up at a KFC drive through in Memphis on Saturday and they got his order wrong. So he went back, walked up to the window, demanded a refund, and they gave him the refund. And I wish that was the end of the story because that would be wonderful and it's like, wow, that barely ever happens. But no, he got the refund and then what did he do? While he was leaving the parking lot, he decided to do a cheeky drive-by. Yeah, you heard me. Not a drive through just full-on. As he was driving off, he fired several Several shots in the restaurant while people were inside eating. One bullet shattered a window and a few made it through outside the wall but luckily nobody was hurt. A security camera got a decent shot of his face but police are now still looking for him. Obviously this is not a visual show so I can't show it to you but my heart is broken because this man is living that stereotypical life and it's making me upset because now you're putting down people of color. He's a black dude that shot someone over chicken. Come on man. Whoever's writing this script up there on this earth is doing a bad job. You've fallen asleep on the keyboard. God, this upsets me because it stands true in so many ways, aka this is a public service announcement right now. As someone who shares the Indian DNA, listen the fuck up. Whether you're a mixie or a pure breed, look me right in my eye because I'm gonna say something that's super important. Last week I went to the gym and there was me and just an uncle, just a fucking uncle on the treadmill living his best life, and I was like, good for him, you know? And then I looked down and I realized, home boys wearing chumples. Chumples to the fucking gym. <gasps> Guys, please, as the people that invented biryani, let's have some respect for ourselves. <laughs>